Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is a Thursday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Much to get to this hour, including... James Rosen from Newsmax at the bottom of the hour. He is uh, live on the uh, South Lawn at the White House, and he's going to give us an idea what's going on with the uh, budget negotiations. Of course, Democrats still thinking that they have some sort of a mandate. They never did uh, because, you know, the 2020 election. But anyway, uh, that's um, coming up very shortly on the show. Uh, Also want to get into uh, what's happening with uh, Florida. Florida, you know, uh, the NAACP. is trying to get people to not go to Florida. Yeah, because it's all racist and everything. I mean, honestly, shut your mouths. You are just, you're embarrassing yourselves. Dear God, I could see, you know, 1963 issuing a warning to uh, you to people who have color going into the Jim Crow South. Sure, yeah, I saw Mississippi burning, okay? But this is really just ridiculous to tell people, oh, yeah, yeah, because of the governor. that uh, All of a sudden, uh, you know, Ron DeSantis hates all blacks and, and gay people. You know, I mean, I'm sorry to tell you this, but uh, have you been to Florida lately? There's a whole lot of black and gay. I mean, just everywhere, you know, all of that stuff. So, anyway, that, all of that is coming up, but first this. Sorry, I got to play this. Woman was an icon. I remember Rush Limbaugh used to have a... Uh, he used to have a bumper where it was simply the best. Remember that? <laughs> wow. Anyway, that is uh, Tina Turner. She passed away yesterday at 83, and I would be remiss without uh, mentioning her passing because, yeah, just amazing. Just amazing. Once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime performer. Once in a lifetime performer. So um, we now know that the IRS is slow walking the Hunter Biden investigation. We know that the IRS uh, and the FBI are involved in shutting down um, whistleblowers. Uh, We know that the IRS and the FBI have been involved in electioneering in favor of Democrats, starting with Lois Lerner at the IRS in 2010, shutting down Republican conservative uh, 501c3, so they had no ability to share their message, essentially. Uh, And then it got even worse. Then it got even worse 2016. Hillary Clinton, the FBI, the Steele dossier, she should be in jail for that, but she isn't. And then what happened? They did it again in 2020, except for this time successfully with the use of the IRS, the DOJ, the CIA, and others. And now we know that the IRS is slow walking the Hunter Biden uh, investigation. Uh, here is Corinne Jean-Pierre being asked about it yesterday and giving her usual, uh, uh, you know, Blake bleep block as far as uh, facts. The last question is IRS special agent wants floor protection. Talk about an investigation of Hunter Biden's taxes. Uh, what is the White House's message to employees who wonder if there should be political considerations when things uh, 
be very clear here. Uh, and you never are. As you know, the president uh, respects the rule of law. <laughs> That is fantastic. Uh, and and the, the independence of the Department of Justice. <laughs> Again, brilliant. Uh, he believes that's what they should be. In this administration, we believe that it should be independent. Uh, so I'm not going to go beyond that. The Department of Justice will certainly deal with this issue. Again, he... Lie, lie, lie. Lie, 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 lie. Lie, lie, lie. That's what she does. She lies. Here is uh, John Solomon, uh, just the news fame, and also one of the best investigative reporters out there, like generationally, like one of the best. Here he is talking about this FBI whistleblower, or IRS whistleblower, Gary Shapley. He's been with the IRS for 14 years, and the IRS just, well, apparently, somebody fired all of the investigators on the Hunter Biden investigation. Somebody fired all five of them, including this man, Gary Shapley. Well, Gary Shapley's saying that it wasn't the IRS who did that. This came from the DOJ. This came from Merrick Garland. This came from Chris Ray. Here is uh, John Solomon talking about uh, Gary Shapley, who's going to be appearing uh, behind closed doors to testify about the, uh, the Hunter Biden uh, IRS investigation that has been slow walked. On Friday morning, uh, supervisory criminal investigative agent of the IRS, Gary Shapley, that is his name, uh, will be testifying behind closed doors at the House Ways and Means Committee. There may be some other committee investigators that join that deposition behind closed doors. He will be allowed to, for the first time, to tell Congress that the case he's been talking about is Hunter Biden, yeah. that it involves significant political interference by the Justice Department, keeping certain tactics off the table for investigators, uh, not allowing certain charges to be brought in a timely manner, maybe even uh, allowing some statute of limitations to expire. Those are all the things that we... That's kind of what the Durham report was. And I think Dick Morris was the one who said it the other day. The reason why the Durham report took this long is uh, the statute of limitations. So basically it's saying, oh, you did really bad things, but nobody's going to be punished. Heard uh, have been his concerns. We know there's a second whistleblower. We don't know his name right. yet, but a, a subordinate to Gary Shapley. He will also uh, likely be coming forward to Congress in the coming days. But this is a big jump in the investigation. Yeah. Uh, this story has always been about the corruption. Now it moves to a potential cover-up. And I think uh, knowing the man's name, knowing his history, we know a lot about Gary Shapley. We've been doing a lot of work on him. Yeah. He worked a lot of the big Swiss bank cases mm -hmm. uh, and has been very well regarded inside the IRS. Okay, so that is uh, John Solomon. Uh, Supervisory criminal investigative agent Gary Shabley will be allowed to talk about the specifics of what happened in the five-year investigation of the first son. His, he was first approached by the IRS internal watchdog last year with the help of a whistleblower, attorney Mike Zayed. Shepley has uh, alleged the federal prosecutors have engaged in preferential treatment in politics. Well, no kidding! To prevent charges from being brought against the president's son... He further uh, filed a formal complaint with the Office of Special Counsel. You might also notice that the uh, FBI is going after Donald Trump for classified documents, but Joe Biden is not. And he's got more documents, and Joe Biden never had the legal ability to take classified documents as a senator and as the vice president. So the Ill illegality on that side of the coin is without question compared to Donald Trump which is questionable, and the charges that are going to be presumably brought against him are a joke. So um, here is uh, actually 
Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan uh, says that the IRS is actively and the FBI is actively going after these whistleblowers like uh, Gary Shapley to shut them up. Uh, the essence of third world corruption, my friends. No, they're trying to crush them. And you're exactly right, Sean. It was an anonymous whistleblower who was the, the behind the whole impeachment of President Trump a few years ago. So they're trying to crush these guys because they're coming forward and not only tell us about the double standard and the attack on President Trump, but the attack on we the people. That's the scariest part of all. But if you step back and think about this double standard for a second, Sean, think about this. Uh, seven years ago, it was Jim Comey, Andrew McCabe, and Peter Strzok who went after President Trump and his campaign with no probable cause, no predicate, yes. no evidence whatsoever. Mr. Durham told us that this past week. Today, it's Alvin Bragg, Fonnie Willis in yep. Georgia, and of course, now it looks like Jack Smith here in Washington going after President Trump. And my guess is they don't have any real probable cause, real, pro uh, real predicate, or real evidence to do that. It just shows the double standard. And if you come forward and talk about this stuff, that's when they come after you. That's when they try to crush you. We saw that from those whistleblowers last week in the hearing. Yeah, IRS Commissioner David Werfel admitted last week that an IRS whistleblower had their work assignment changed. Uh, last week we had three uh, FBI, former FBI agents whistleblowers saying that their lives had been destroyed by the FBI, including one who was told, hey, you're going to move you to a new assignment. He got to a new assignment. They never delivered his furniture, and they, they stopped paying him. So he and his family were hung out to dry. We have <laughs> the abuses and usurpations of our federal government, of our DOJ, of our DHS, of our HHS, CDC, IRS, FBI. The abuses and usurpations they have committed just in the last seven years make the founders pale by comparison. It is without question this government is incredibly corrupt and very tilted toward protecting its own power and its own influence by keeping people like Joe Biden in office and ignoring malfeasance by Democrats. There are at least two IRS whistleblowers, one being a criminal supervisory special agent the claim, that claimed the Justice Department has interfered in high-profile criminal investigations while the attorney representing the supervisory agent had been very careful not to name the subject of the investigation. It is believed to be Hunter Biden. Attorneys Mark Little and Tristan Levitt told Congress the entire investigative team handling the Hunter Biden probe was removed from the case. Now they are saying it was not the IRS who did it. It was the DOJ. It was the DOJ saying shut it down. And you know it's getting serious when CBS covers it. I know, I know, I know. Catherine Herridge literally uh, uh, the last year, finally after three years, admitted that there was something to the Hunter Biden laptop story. And now they're saying there's really something about this whistleblower case, uh, including this, uh, this gentleman I just told you about. Here is Nora O'Donnell introducing the story to give you an idea how serious this is. We turn now to a CBS News exclusive. For more than three years, the Department of Justice has been investigating the president's son, Hunter Biden, for possible tax crimes. Last fall, FBI sources told us they had sufficient evidence to bring charges. CBS's Jim Axelrod spoke to the IRS agent who is blowing the whistle on what he says was preferential treatment. And here is the agent, a little soundbite from this agent, Gary Shapley. There was multiple steps that were, were slow walked at the uh, direction of, of the Department of Justice. Had you ever encountered that before? I have not, no. Yeah, there's a, a lot of that going on, and I will tell you, um, thank God for whistleblowers.
thank God for people who have come forward. And they were promised with uh, the whistleblower statute that they wouldn't be pursued. But the FBI, the IRS, they've been going after the whistleblowers to punish them. This isn't going to end well for those in power. Eventually, the, the lid's going to come off of this. You're going to be able to put this out. It's that burning twister board I told you about. You won't be able to put it all out. And, and the more you cover up, the harder it's going to get and the worse it's going to get for you. We all knew. Remember, we learned that from uh, Nixon. Remember that when I was a little kid? They said, you know, it wasn't that what Nixon did. It was that he lied about it and tried to cover it up. Remember that cliche? Well, that's true. That's very, very true. Here's a little bit from this uh, Agent Shapley about why he blew the whistle on Hunter Biden and the IRS. Shapley says he decided to blow the whistle after a heated meeting last October with federal prosecutors. This was part of the CBS reports. It was my red line meeting. It just got to that point where that switch was, uh, was turned on and I just couldn't silence my conscience anymore. Did you let prosecutors know you were unhappy? I don't think I can answer that. Hunter Biden has denied any wrongdoing. Like civil servants. The IRS agent told us he is a registered Republican. His whistleblowing is being assisted by an advocacy group with past ties to the GOP. But Shapley says this is not about politics. Why do you want to navigate? These? Otherwise, every Republican in the IRS would be speaking out. These waters. I don't want to do any of this. I took an oath of office, and when I saw the egregiousness of some of these things, it no longer became a choice for me. It's not something that I want to do. It's something that I feel like I have to do. All right, now I've got a little bit the more. The IRS told us it can't comment on specific cases, but is committed to supporting whistleblowers in general. All right, so i got a little bit more of this coming up. And then an IRS... Um, a major player, no, a major player in the FBI admitted she hasn't even read the Durham report. The congressman who asked the question was slack-jawed when he heard this. And uh, anyway, that's on the way. Here's the number if you want to chime in, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. America is still the land of opportunity for all. If we all come together for her, it's the Rob Carson Show. Here is Representative Jim Comer talking about the IRS agents being fired last week. <laughs> After all the bank records came out, all the investigation of the Hunter Biden's bank records and the Biden family, they fired all of the IRS agents on the Hunter Biden case. Turns out it looks like the FBI did it. This is another example of this administration just is completely out of control. We have an IRS whistleblower that's come out and said that they were told to stand down by the DOJ. And we know from all these shell companies that we've discovered that it would be pretty hard to, uh, to get away with this for the average American. Oh, yeah, it would be. And uh, we've got a dual system of justice. Right now, we're witnessing the greatest instance of corruption in the history of our country, uh, perhaps in the history of the world, in a free country. And our mainstream media, one of the big scandals about this, our mainstream media is ignoring it. It's so thoroughly disgusting. And they have no idea the rage and retribution the American people want for this. Because they've been suffering while the, the powers that be live high on the hog in Washington, D.C. And then they protect their own no matter how filthy, rotten they are. And then they persecute the innocent to frighten them and intimidate them. It's ridiculous. Hell is coming to Washington, D.C. It has to. It has to. We have a bourgeois. We have a proletariat. We have a Bastille. This will not end well for those in power.
We got some calls on the line here. Let me real quick go to uh, Jason in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Hello, Jason. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Howdy, howdy. Uh, well, I just wanted to make a quick comment on uh, you know what Trump has been doing with, with uh, talking down about Ron DeSantis. I, I uh, really love Trump. I'm wearing a hat right now with Trump on my head. Um, I'm going to vote for him. I just really want him to stop acting so cheap and petty. You know, yeah, there, there are yeah. going to be other times to to attack Ron DeSantis, and he's been doing it even before Ron announced. And you know, I'm sorry, but Trump's not a petty person, or at least he shouldn't be. And I, I would really prefer that he stop acting. So, but uh, I do have another side side comment, separate yeah. thing that I thought you might like, uh, Barbara is a great caller. I love her. Yes. Um, had an idea for you. Maybe you could come up with, with like a five-minute segment every day for her. They, you know, call it Barbara's Big Minute or something. That's not a bad idea. I told her, you know, Glenn, if you've been listening to the show, I told her she needs her own show. Yeah, well, maybe this will give her, give her that opportunity without having to have, you know, exclusively her own show. All right, Glenn, it's a good idea, brother. I appreciate it. Have a glorious day in lovely Idaho. Let's go to uh, uh, Matt in Boone, North Carolina, where my daughter or where my wife wants to move eventually to North Carolina. Uh, welcome to the show, my friend. What's on your mind? Oh, so, I'm sorry. You know what? I got the wrong. I apologize. I'm looking at the wrong. Seth in Euclid, Minnesota. I apologize. Seth, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Oh, uh, for us to get federal or uh, some justice out of the federal government, we got to totally just the hell with them. We got to go through the states. Yeah. Go for states read and go for Article 5 of the Constitution, you know, convention yeah. of the states. Yeah, exactly. Shut those SOBs down. Yep. We could go for some real trials, like treason trials, you know. Oh, yeah, man. Capital punishment afterwards. I, I got to tell you, I, I you consider what has happened in Washington, D.C., uh, and I've said this, I've said life in prison or worse for some of these people because they've tried to, th they've tried to overthrow the country. They, and, and effectively, uh, committed a coup d'etat. So. Yeah, they deserve same treatment right back. Yeah. You know, they, they, I've been talking to, uh, some folks with convention of states and I'm, I'm actively involved in convention of states and we're working on, uh, hopefully getting a convention of states where we can, uh, the convention of states people can literally, uh, kind of chop the head off the snake in Washington, DC, downside the government, get rid of redundant bureaus, uh, downsize the IRS, FBI, all of these people. And, and I believe that it has more momentum than it ever has. So, uh, I'll continue to, uh, you know, uh, follow you on that. Let me ask you this, Seth. Uh, I, I detect a very, very hearty Minnesota accent. You from the northern part of the state? Yeah, I'm straight. All right. I used to do uh, morning radio in Minneapolis. Oh, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, Minneapolis has gone to hell in a handbasket. It was worse when I was, or it was better when I was there, but it's gotten a lot worse. I wouldn't live there. Uh, listen, I appreciate the phone call. Have a glorious day. Thanks for listening okay, and, a, and a happy. Are you on the DeSantis deal? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. What the deep state and the left wing like is division in the Republican Party. Yes. And uh, Charlie Kirk hit on this. Uh, one of the donors for DeSantis, uh, G3, his company is, he used to be a CEO for one of George Soros' businesses. Mm -hmm. And uh, George Soros actually All right. uh, said that he wanted DeSantis to take and win the primary to force Donald Trump into a third-party ticket. Mm -hmm. Well, we... Democrat across the finish line. 
All right. Well, we will see. Thanks for the phone call. I do appreciate it. Um, yep. You know, as I have said, if there is any attempt to uh, weigh the scale in the favor of Ron DeSantis, um, it's going to fail. And uh, Trump supporters will go somewhere else. We've got to take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. last hope and we're gonna fight for it it's the rob carson show coming up gonna be talking to james rosen gonna call him in just one second but it looks like target stock is beginning to crash target target i know my wife's a target i mean crazy crazy target fan but apparently uh uh moms and dads at target have drawn the line at uh, uh clothing that would uh, make uh, your transgender or your boy your 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 toddler boy into a transgender girl and then uh, uh logos with satan on it other than that target's doing great and then you know honestly expect more pay less here's jim gossett Oh, a Satan t-shirt for our toddler. Target. What the hell? They've gone all out gay. Satanic all the way. Now they're gonna pay cause folks are hacked off. Target's in a fix. All right. And Bud Light. Hey, customers got mad. Reaction was so bad. <laughs> Tajay blinked, and how they've really backed off. Gay pride was deep sixed. All right, Tajay. Tajay. So, uh, yeah, their stock's down, uh, what, 11.23%. With regard to uh, what's happening uh, in uh, the uh, the large pride section that involved uh, tucking uh, little boys' private parts in sw- what the hell are you thinking? Honestly, what in the hell are you thinking? Target, dear Lord! And then Bud Light. You hear about this? Bud Light has lost fifteen billion dollars in value. Bud Light because of the Dylan Mulvaney thing. It's not about uh, you know, uh, transphobia. It's about a clown who decided to say he's a woman and then start preaching to women how about be women. And it's an insult. You know, it would have been fine if he was just a clown, just a, just a, a drag queen, but he, he went beyond that. He went beyond that for, for women, and literally there are women like Judy Bloom sitting down with this jackweed like he's an actual woman. Seriously? I, uh, I got to tell you, um, th- this is what I'm talking about. This is how we win. This is how we beat back... All of the the nonsense the last few years. You just say no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna partake in this. I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna be a means of taxation and production. I'm not just gonna be a happy customer. If you're gonna pull this crap, something's gonna happen. So we will see what happens with Target stock today. We will see what happens with the Ron DeSantis poll numbers today. A lot of stuff going on. We'll see if there is a budget deal today. James Rosen, I am told, is on the uh, Newsmax hotline. Hello, James. Welcome to the show. Hey, great to be back with you, Rob. Hey, I want to start off in in uh, in a uh, something that a lot of people are talking about, particularly at talk radio. But I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, by following uh, you on Twitter and hearing about you, you like music. I hear you're a Beatles fan. Is that true? 
This is accurate. All right. What do you take away from, obviously, other than sadness, the passing of Tina Turner? Because I think this oh, is as, this is as big as James Brown. This is as big as this is like Elvis kind of stuff. Because she had such a cross generational impact for fifty plus years, and and yeah. her her loss her loss I just think is uh, as a performer she was superlative. Uh, she she set the example for the world. I mean, the lady was eighty three, so she lived a long and rich life, um, and we can't feel as though she was taken from us we got eight decades plus of tina turner so uh we are all the richer for that what an extraordinary talent uh what a role model yeah and uh, someone who had staying power and who was just the complete package right from the looks to the voice to the to the stage presence to the dancing ability to the savvy yeah. um, and, and to the sentiment, too, that was expressed in so many of her songs. She was just a greatness embodied. I mean, honestly, and everything she did, everything she touched, despite all of the things that she went through in her life, she just became this this incredible icon. And uh, so I wanted to mention that today because I, I had a feeling you're a, you're a music fan, although I won't fault your love for the Beatles and not the Stones. I'm a Stones guy. You're a Beatles guy. I appreciate both. I just lean into the Stones a little more. So I'm glad you put it that way because it's really not a binary choice. No. And um, just as with Beatles and Elvis, right? You can, yeah. you can enjoy both. It's okay. Absolutely. Uh, not so much in politics, it seems. Uh, but let, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get into this budget negotiation. Uh, KJP, Corinne Jean-Pierre got a little hot yesterday because Joe Biden is, you know, they're threatening us with the, the typical stuff, the typical path the world is going to end if the, uh, if the budget doesn't get passed and we'll default and all that. Uh, and she got mad because Joe Biden's going to, going to uh, to Camp David this weekend for another getaway. Uh, what, what's happening on Capitol Hill uh, as we see things like Hold the Line uh, trending on Twitter? Well, the, the real action uh, occurred overnight when the uh, Fitch Ratings, which is a credit ratings agency, uh, released a statement around 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time Wednesday evening uh, that sent shockwaves uh, across uh, Washington and beyond to all the financial markets in the world because Fitch declared that it was now placing the United States uh, government on a uh, ratings watch negative, wow. which is a sign that the borrower, in this case the United States federal government, is on the cusp of seeing its AAA rating downgraded. Uh, and the, the, the ratings agency, Fitch, cited what it called the ongoing brinkmanship between the White House and House Republicans in their efforts to cut a deal that would both raise the debt ceiling and trim federal spending. Um, And uh, Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, was also quoted yesterday as saying that uh, even without us yet reaching this so-called X date of of June 1, that we're already starting to see stress in financial markets and stress in uh, in Treasury securities uh, that are being traded at significantly higher rates than usual. So the, the consequences are already starting to, to line up yeah. uh, even before we reach our X date. So uh, today we heard once again from House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. He's been holding uh, twice daily updates for the news media uh, on the subject. Uh, and he said that the, he was asked specifically about the move by Fitch. And he said this is exactly why we've been trying to meet with the president on this subject since February. Um, there has been now some expression of dismay from Democrats in this process who are displeased with the messaging efforts of President Biden. 
who, after all, has not spoken publicly on this subject since Monday. Well, the Democrat Party has been able to do this. Uh, I used to live in Washington, D.C. for a dozen years. I recall the last big uh, budget uh, uh, debate. I think it was 2010, and they did the shutdown. I was there when they shut down the uh, Vietnam Veterans Memorial. They hired more people to work to shut down the memorial than actually work there. So the Democrats have been able to get away with the blame game, and and Republicans have always capitulated, uh, afraid of the polls. But considering that Joe Biden's uh, poll numbers are just below Jimmy Carter and right above eczema, it doesn't appear to have the uh, the, uh, hubris that he has in the past. Is, Is there some give and take going on right now, more than you've seen in the last 100 days? I was unaware, Rob, until just now that Gallup had been polling on eczema. That's good to know. <laughs> um, I should check out the Real Clear Politics average of polls on eczema because every poll is just a snapshot. Yeah, yeah so well, if I go to Real Clear Politics and look at all of the major reliable yeah. polls on eczema, I'll get a better picture. You might want to um, check the FBI versus toe fungus right now. They're neck and neck. Uh, Look, we did just see um, the Associated Press uh, National Opinion Research Center poll, uh, which found only 33 percent of voting age Americans approving of the president's handling of the economy. Um, uh, Only 20 percent of Americans in the survey said that they're closely following the debt ceiling debate. But two thirds of those surveyed said that they are very or extremely concerned about a default. And nearly two-thirds said that they side with the Republicans in wanting a raise in the debt ceiling to be paired with cuts to yeah. federal spending. Yeah. Um, so we are seeing the public attuned to this. Um, but from uh, increasingly, again, from Democratic quarters, we hear complaints that President Biden is uh, not handling the messaging on this effectively. Yeah. When he was asked in Hiroshima, Japan, this past Sunday, uh, who will receive the blame? Um, if a default does occur, uh, the president said, on the substance of it, I'm blameless. But on the <laughs> politics of it, no one will be held blameless. Yeah, you know, he never does take responsibility for uh, for anything, pretty much, uh, including uh, including the budget and uh, grandchildren in Arkansas. Um, what what have you heard about? Uh, you are a wicked, wicked man. Well, you know, I do I do jokes for a living and uh, try to make a point with them. Uh, let me ask you this: what what uh, what's the reaction on Capitol Hill to Ron DeSantis' uh, uh, failure to launch, to some degree? The uh, I know the technical issues; it's always a laugh line. But what is the uh, the take on Capitol Hill from the big announcement that uh, was unexpected? I mean, that was totally expected by Ron DeSantis last night. Hmm. Well, I think there is a a conventional wisdom that has already congealed around the event, which was that it was poorly planned and poorly executed. And it doesn't redound to Governor DeSantis's electoral um, interest. Yes. Um, Here you had an an attempt at uh, announcing a a long-anticipated presidential candidacy via new technology, so to speak. Um, uh, And this decision made Governor DeSantis, I believe, the first major presidential candidate to announce for the job and for the contest without being seen, uh, only being heard since Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Um, It was a curious choice. It was a daring choice. It didn't work out as he hoped. He's got a lot of time to recover and a lot of money. Yeah, and uh, Richard Nixon is rolling in his grave saying, why couldn't we have done the debate that way with Kennedy? Nobody could see me. All right. I'm, yes, I'm, uh, this is an allusion for uh, every single one of our listeners now. Yes. Um, 
um, who is under the age of 107. Yes, exactly. Uh, that, uh, that the 1960 Nixon-Kennedy yes. uh, televised debate, yes. uh, and wherein uh, then-Vice President Nixon refused the uh, offer of cosmetic makeup um, and, and came off looking sweaty and nervous uh, versus the tanned and, and made up and relaxed, cool in a cool medium, yes. John F. Kennedy. Yes. Uh, and according to a lot of literature on that subject, those who listened on the radio thought that Vice President Nixon won. Those who watched <laughs> on television thought that Senator Kennedy won. All right, my friend. Well, I appreciate you uh, joining me today, James Rosen. I know you've got the book Scalia, and I would encourage people to get that. I would assume we're in all the usual places, of course, including Amazon. That's right. All right. And uh, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter, at James Rosen TV. And, of course, you can tune into Newsmax most days and find me standing where I am now on the north lawn of the White House reporting on the Biden administration for our viewers. All right, James Rosen, have a glorious weekend. Nice to talk to you. Thank you, Rob. All right, see All right, so uh, James Rosen, um, I've admired him uh, for a long time as a journalist. And when I found out he was moving to Newsmax, I went, yay, because um, he does he does an outstanding job. Uh, by the way, Newsmax, everybody's turning into Newsmax. And uh, Eric Bowling, for instance, he's got a show called The Balance. His ratings are up over 200%. Realizing part of that is Tucker Carlson, but also it's people turning to Newsmax because they trust Newsmax. Um, I trust Newsmax. I know the people at Newsmax. I know the people on the air at Newsmax. I know everybody on the air at Newsmax, with the exception of Greta Von Susteren, uh, because of the restraining order. I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, but I, I know them, and I know that they don't change their stripes. Greg Kelly doesn't change his stripes. Rob Schmidt does not. So if you get the chance to, uh, make sure to watch Newsmax today. Uh, get the app on your phone, by the way. A lot of times you like uh, satellite radio in your car. You can listen to whatever business channel or news channel, whatever. But you can listen to the Newsmax app in your car if you want to hear Newsmax streaming while you're driving. That's pretty cool. After my show, by the way, do that. But uh, And then also 349 on DirecTV as well. Coming up, I've got the uh, audio. Jill Murphy is the assistant director of counterintelligence at the FBI. And even though she is uh, that position at the FBI, she says she hasn't even looked at the Durham report. Left Congress a little slack-jawed. And then uh, Matt Taibbi, the journalist, a very left-leaning journalist, said the uh, IRS came and visited him uh, the day that he announced a Twitter file release. So the FBI has been weaponized. It is being weaponized. And he has all the de details coming up. Here is the number, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. If you're down with trigger warnings, you might want to listen to something else. It's the Rob Carson Show. Maybe the other day a guy uh, tried to uh, drive onto the White House grounds in a U-Haul. And uh, he was driving a U-Haul trailer, and all he had in it was a, uh, a Nazi flag, a swastika flag, which, you know, the people at U-Haul should have said, I, I think you got a little too much truck. I really do. I mean, you got a little too much truck for just a Nazi flag. Why don't you get one of these little vans here, one of these little uh, trailers, maybe one of these little uh, motorcycle trailers, maybe something like that. Anyway, uh, his charges have been downgraded. He is a, a teenager. He's insane. His name is Cy Varsith Kandula, 19 years old from Missouri. 
And he originally uh, faced charges of threatening to kill, kidnap, or inflict serious harm on the president, vice president, or family member, assault with a deadly weapon, reckless operation of a motor vehicle, trespassing, destruction of federal property. Apparently those uh, charges have been downgraded significantly uh, because he's pretty much insane. Now he's uh, only facing a charge of a uh, single count of depredation of United States government property in excess of $1,000. Uh, if that had been a Trump 2024 flag, he would be in jail for years, I'm sure, in jail for years. So the IRS, the FBI, the CDC, the HHS, the DHS are all massively corrupt in Washington, D.C., and they all need to be significantly downsized and defunded. Yeah, I said it. I know, I know. But you know what? See, I'm one of these people who never worked for any of those agencies, and I'm on the receiving end of their crap a lot of times. So uh, I want people to pay for their, uh, for their crimes, and there have been crimes. Jill Murphy, Assistant Director of Counterintelligence for the FBI, testified before the House Homeland Security Subcommittee on Counterterrorism, Law Enforcement, and Intelligence on Tuesday. Intelligence. During the hearing, Representative August Flugger, Flugger, be careful with that, Republican from Texas, asked if she was aware of what's in the Durham investigation report. Now, this has been four years in the, in the making, uh, and it shows that the FBI literally had no case when they launched the Russia collusion investigation, and they literally colluded with Hillary Clinton's campaign in an attempt to throw the 2016 election. Here's the question and her answer that no, despite her uh, position at the FBI, hasn't even bothered to read that report. Special Counsel Durham assessed that neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of the Crossfire Hurricane investigation. And the Bureau subsequently discounted... It was created to throw an election. People need to go to jail for this. ...or willfully ignored material that did not support the narrative of a collusive relationship between Trump and Russia. As the Deputy Assistant Director for the FBI's Counterintelligence Division, are you familiar with this report? I have not read that report, sir. Yeah. The biggest story in FBI history, and she hasn't read it. Not read the Durham report. I have not yet read the Durham report, no, sir. <laughs> wow. I'm honestly speechless at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, I'd be a little speechless, too. But isn't that's what you get to run around on Capitol Hill? Nobody knows nothing about anything. And if they do, they refer you to somebody else. It's a joke. Remember last year? In March of last year. Matt Gates asked the uh, Deputy Secretary uh, uh, Cyber Chief uh, in Security of the FBI, Deputy Secretary of Cybersecurity for the FBI, if he had Hunter Biden's laptop. And he said he didn't know where it was. You are the Assistant Director of FBI Cyber. I want to know where Hunter Biden's laptop is. Where is it? Sir, I don't know that answer. That is astonishing to me. Is, has, has FBI Cyber assessed whether or not Hunter Biden's laptop could be a point of vulnerability, allowing America's enemies to hurt our country. Sir, the FBI's cyber program is based off of what's codified in Title 18. Or, oh, um, shut Title up. Title 18, Section 1030, a code which talks about computer intrusions blah, blah, blah. by using nefarious intent. Network well, you've talked about passwords here. I mean, Hunter Biden's password on his laptop was Hunter02. He drops it off at a repair store. I'm holding the receipt from max computer repair where in december 2019 they turned over this laptop to the fbi and what now you're telling me right here is that as the assistant director of fbi cyber you don't know where this is 
after it was turned over to you three years ago. Yes, sir, that's an accurate statement. All right, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of The Rob Carson Show. There is so much, so much to get to, so little time. Matt Taibbi has uh, been talking about, uh, when he, when he uh, investigated the Twitter files, he was literally visited on a Saturday on Christmas Eve by the IRS at his home. They were attempting to uh, to scare him. This is what uh, Banana Republic, no, not even worth it. It's what, this is what Stalin's Russia did. So we got that. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's been looking into the bank records of the Bidens, and uh, there are uh, names, addresses, and phone numbers of people involved in prostitution rings involving women trafficked from Ukraine and Russia. Oh, no, no, he's just he's just smoking crack and doing hookers. It's no big deal. It's what everybody does. No, no, no. Uh, major scumbag. Just scumbag supreme. And uh, so we get to all of that as the uh, show progresses. I do want to mention a couple of quick things. Uh, first of all, I don't usually watch a lot of serious television. I don't have time. Uh, most of the time I spend uh, watching news, taking in media for the show. That's, that's what I do. And, I, and it's something that I love to do, so it's really not a big deal. But I uh, occasionally will get into a, a show and I'll just uh, binge watch it like I, uh, you know, there have been a few of them. Some have been a little more satisfying than others. Um, Barry with Bill Hader on HBO Max. It's called Max now, I guess. It's a stupid idea to rename HBO, whatever. Anyway. Barry with Bill Hader. Oh, my God. Is this a good show? Um, the, the show, the reason why I like it so much is a Bill Hader, uh, is remarkable. I, I had no idea what a, what an incredible dramatic actor he is. I mean, kaboom. Uh, there are parts of the series where he descends, he's descends into madness. Very reminded me a lot of Nicholson in the shining, which is an obvious comparison, but just I mean, so good. Uh, the writing, the music, the the way they use music. Stephen wrote who uh, Stephen Root has been in everything from news radio to uh, Office Space. Brilliant, Henry Winkler. Oh my God, Henry Winkler! Henry Winkler got a Grammy for this show. Anthony Kerrigan plays this Chechnyan mobster. He's bald. He is so brilliant. So brilliant, comically, seriously, it's uncanny. Sarah Goldberg plays uh, Sarah, Sally Reed in the show. She is a haters kind of girlfriend, I guess. Her her acting is genius, wonderful, brilliant. Bill Hader, again, uh, unbelievable. The series is called Barry, and uh, right now we're almost to the fourth season. Last night, I think I watched 10 episodes over the weekend, and I watched four or five last night. Um, just enjoy the show. Just just really, there's really good TV out there. You know, there are so many options. There's a lot of crap, don't get me wrong. And, you know, it's easy for a conservative talk show host to come on and say, oh, there's nothing good on TV, and oh, it's all left-wing crap and all this. This isn't a, a political show. It's just damned good. Damn good. So uh, there's that. Oh, and another thing I just want to mention here real quick. 
little journey that I've been taking that I thought you might be interested in because a lot of our listeners, it depends on, you know, our, our big, the sweet spot as far as our listenership is 35 to 64 years old. And I am square in the middle of that thing. And, uh, and I've decided that I'm, I'm kind of uh, upping my game as far as uh, physical fitness, feeling better about myself, uh, energy, going to the gym. I've been going to the gym since I was 21, and I started working out when I was 12 on a cheap workbench in our basement with a single hanging light and a cassette player. And um, like I saw uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger today, the big article in uh, Men's Fitness, I think, 75 years old. Looks amazing. Looks amazing. So I decided uh, about a week ago to do a couple of things, uh, get the uh, blood test, get the blood work, all that. It's looking good. Cholesterol's good. Uh, you know, thyroid is, uh, thyroid is mid-50s, so I got a little med for that. Uh, and testosterone, about that of a female athlete. Uh, you know, about, you know, I could, I could literally, I could compete with women right now uh, with the testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm watching HGTV, and I'm really liking HGTV. Property Brothers, I don't know. I really like that. I'd rather watch that than Barry. Uh, but anyway, I, so I started a regimen of a few things, including the testosterone thing and, um, and, and DHEA. And DHEA, I was recommended uh, DHEA. A lot of the times you don't, you don't feel the effects of a supplement immediately, if ever. There were several supplements that I've taken that I noticed an immediate impact. One of them is collagen. And that's because I used to bench press really heavy, and forever uh, my shoulders were a mess because I used to, you know, bench press 350 pounds. And it, it sounded like when I moved that you could, you know, it's like when you tear apart a chicken, right? You never tear apart a chicken, it goes, makes that sloppy, wet sound. It's really bad. And my wife was like, oh my God, that's terrible. I said, okay, okay, I'll try collagen and glucosamine. Boom. Listen to my, these are my knuckles. These are my hands. Okay, I'm right now flexing my hands. I have, I have the joints of a 15 year old. So I got that, and then uh, also, um, well, melatonin really isn't a supplement, but I, I do take it to sleep. And then uh, I just started taking this, uh, this DHEA, and kaboom. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what it's supposed to do, but I'm going to tell you, uh, I, I feel better. Uh, a lot of times, you know, it's funny, when you're, when you're younger, you go to the gym. Maybe you haven't been to the gym for a while, and the next day, you're sore. The next day... You're, you're like, oh, and you're getting up slowly. Uh, when you get into your 50s, uh, that happens when you sit on the couch too long. So uh, that has really improved uh, dramatically. And this isn't an endorsement. I'm not, I'm not offering a product for sale here. I'm just telling you that uh, it, there's some things that it really, you know, you, you don't have to settle. You, you don't have to settle for feeling eh. Um, I started feeling my age. I really didn't feel my age until I got into my early 50s. And, uh, and most recently, the last year, a little bit more. So I decided to do something about it. And um, I feel great. I feel great. And I will uh, update because I, I, I think it's kind of um, worth sharing with you. Worth sharing with you. Um, so the IRS opened an investigation into Matt Taibbi on Christmas Eve 2022, just a few weeks after he posted Twitter files. The IRS opened a case on him Saturday, Christmas Eve 2020. Uh, which just happened to coincide with a major Twitter files report on the FBI intelligence community ties to tech platforms. So, and then there's also this. Uh, America First Legal has uncovered a vast censorship network sponsored by the State Department. You've heard me talk about this. Uh, it is the Global Engagement Center. 
and it has worked with the government to shut down, coordinate and shut down conservative speech, anything that disagrees with the government narrative. That's why you never heard about vaccine injuries. That's why you never heard about uh, anything against government protocol. You never heard anything about vaccines maybe not working to prevent the virus, getting the virus, which it never did. Uh, that's why you couldn't put up a, a you know, a, that masks are stupid. You couldn't put that on social media. You couldn't do it anywhere. It's because it was all federal government and the Global Engagement Center. Some people were involved with it. For instance, Bill Gates, George Soros, targeted, censored, discredited independent media outlets who were challenging the official narrative. So uh, screw them. All right. Uh, Screw them. Uh, They did it to uh, uh, Newsmax. They did it to countless people. I'm sure they had something to do with kicking uh, Donald Trump off of social media. Uh, Duh. It is a cabal. It's an evil, stinking cabal. And that's why when I see Facebook losing money, I laugh. And that's why when I see Facebook uh, firing people, I laugh. That's why I look at Twitter with Elon Musk. They fired 80% of their staff. All they were was a little circle fest of, uh, of, uh, of uh, faculty lounge leftists. And 80% have been fired. And Twitter's still doing well, with the exception of the Ron DeSantis thing last night. Didn't go so well. But here is uh, Matt uh, Taibbi. He calls the uh, uh, the cabal that have censored speech, and, and I told you about this. You know my story about misinformation and disinformation. He calls it the censorship industrial complex. Now, I want you to listen to Matt Taibbi because this is an agency, the IRS, that needs to just be go away. The IRS needs to go away. We need now more than ever uh, a simple tax structure where you pay a set rate for how much you make. That's it. That's it. You get a card in the mail, that's it. A lot of accountants are going to be really mad at me because, you know, this is how they make their living. But honestly, the, the IRS is no, it no longer, never has been. It's always been a collection agency, but it's never been a tool for evil and punishment and political. Well, I shouldn't say it hasn't been, but it really is now. This is Matt Taibbi talking about what happened to him when he started sharing the Twitter files. Well, initially I was reluctant to comment about this story because I thought it was possible that this was an innocent mistake or a coincidence. But um, now I don't think there's really a whole lot of doubt that this was um, somehow politically motivated. At least it has the appearance of that. Oh, Uh, jeez. And I think they need to answer some questions about why they made this decision. The fact that they let... Uh, they didn't answer some crucial questions about the context and why the decision was made, particularly on December, on the day that I dropped a major story. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a little disappointing and doesn't leave a whole lot of optimism that they're going to resolve. It. Yeah, here is uh, Matt Taibbi had never been bothered by the IRS. March 9th, Matt Taibbi dropped a Twitter file ahead of his testimony to Congress, the censorship industrial complex. The weaponized IRS showed up to Matt Taibbi's home on March the 9th as well in an effort to intimidate him. And yes, of course, it was an effort to intimidate him. Yeah, they're opening an investigation into me on a Saturday on Christmas Eve on the same day that I just released a a report about the ties between the FBI and other um, enforcement agencies and tech platforms. And it was a three-year-old case, and and I I didn't owe them any money. So (laughs) all of those factors combined to make the optics of this really strange. Um, You would wonder uh, what supervisor would be calling an agent uh, on a Saturday and asking them to come into work to open up a case on that day. Yeah, Yeah, that's what they're doing. The IRS is uh, weaponized. We know the IRS is uh, slow-walked the investigation into Hunter Biden. Uh, and the IRS, people, head needs, heads need to roll. 
That's all there is to it. And here's Matt Taibbi because the, the IRS doesn't even care about the optics. They're this powerful. They're this powerful. They think they have so much uh, strength, they have so much control that they don't even care when they do something like go to somebody's house the day before they testify. I mean, this whole Twitter files experience has been a roller coaster. It's been eye-opening. I, I, I think I was a little naive about how willing uh, maybe the some of these agencies were to uh, try to intimidate reporters. Um, this is quite brazen, what they're doing. I mean, they had to know uh, that this was going to come out. Also, visiting me on my at my home on the day I'm testifying before Congress. Um, that shows you that they're probably not terribly worried about the optics of all this, which I think is even more concerning. I want somebody in, uh, in the federal government to say that uh, we're going to defund the IRS altogether. Not just cut. I mean, defund. Defund. Sorry. Uh, you know, there are companies, when companies, like, like Bud Light. Bud Light did some whatever. It's not criminal. But uh, people just said no, and, and Bud Light's suffering. Uh, you've got government agencies who are abusing people, threatening people, slow walking investigations into real criminality while putting people in jail who don't belong there. Okay, uh, like some of these uh, January the sixth protesters, and they're going to get they're going to get out when when Donald Trump is the president again. He's going to let them out, and he should because honestly, this is this is this is the end of the government. This is the end of the republic if we let this continue. It is, but we're not going to let that happen, are we? Uh, this is one more uh, comment from Matt Taibbi. He's a, a journalist, high profile, and if the IRS can do this to him, they can do it to you, guaranteed. Uh, it is very concerning in this context, and um, you know I think people should look at the the, the the context of this investigation, especially what what you know we were looking at the Twitter files, and um, it, it's hard not to see it as some kind of retaliation or an attempt to intimidate. Maybe not me, but future. Yeah. Well, again, I yeah. mean I, I'm yeah. a fairly high profile reporter who has a platform and has, um, you know, friends and places like the uh, weaponization of government committee who might, you know, stand up for me and uh, ask questions on my behalf. I think the ordinary person doesn't have that. And that makes this uh, all the more upsetting and all the more worrying. And by the way, this is uh, why the cat is out of the bag, not only with big social media, but uh, mainstream media. That's why so many people are leaving them. Because they tow the party line, and the party has done this kind of stuff to people like Matt T.E.B. and you and me. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's The Rob Carson Show. I want to make sure that I'm accurate. Uh, the FBI opened the, or the IRS opened the investigation of Matt Taibbi on Christmas Eve, a Saturday. Visited him on March 27th. So that's what they did, just to kind of freak him out. Uh, I think we need a palate cleanser. How about that? How about that? You know, uh, the uh, radical LGBTQ community has really uh, set back the progress of gay people, trans people, a long way. And uh, it's not because we don't love gay people or trans people. Uh, most adults are like, you know, you do what you do. Just leave the kids alone. Don't, don't try to transition children. That, that's the way it is. That's how, that's how we operate. But they have overreached, and they have uh, really kind of screwed the movement because now people are just mad. Now, you know, if you try to force something somebody's down somebody's throat, they're going to go, they're going to relent, and that's what's happening. That's what happened with Bud Light. So that's the kind of the male side of the perspective. So they went after, I guess, men. 
uh, and the and the women in their lives by uh, you know putting Dylan Mulvaney on a can of Bud Light, and that has cost them fourteen billion dollars. And then Target, I guess I don't know what the hell they're thinking. They decided to go after moms, I guess, and literally put uh, binding swimsuits for little boys whose mommies are clearly on some sort of psychoactive medication and want their little boys to be little girls. And, and then also they hired a designer who really likes to work Satan into his design. I mean, I can't think of anything uh, much worse than that, actually, particularly uh, with moms of, uh, of little kids, you know? So we got something brand new for Mr. Jim Gossett. The devil went down to Target on the Rob Carson Show. Enjoy. Devil went down to Target to push his gay pride line. Swimsuit with a tuck just to make a buck thought the customers wouldn't mind. The designer worshiped Satan. On his clothes, the devil's displayed. He's an evil dude. Now Target screwed a heavy price they paid. Devil went down to Target. He had some threads to sell. With gay design satanic signs that looked like they came from hell. And now Target's backtracking. Somehow they were shocked. Uh. Their Satan theme and gay pride dream would be bad for their stock. Watch them as they scramble to take stuff off their shelves. Should be ashamed, no one to blame, but their stupid selves. Target pulled the gay pride plan. The stuff has really hit the fan. Heavy losses overnight. They did not learn from Bud Light. No, they did not. They did not. I used to be more of a Target fan. Uh, I lived in Minneapolis for a number of years, did radio in Minneapolis. Used to go to Target all the time. And I always said, uh, happy wife, happy life. The best thing you could do. I mean, this is probably worth a couple apologies. Uh, give your wife a Target gift card. Uh, seriously. Or, or have a watch a chick flick. Uh, that's worth at least one apology. So there you go. Uh, let's go to uh, John in Salinas, California. John, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Uh, hi, Rob. Um, I wanted to, to let you know, you know that old saying of thou shalt not speak ill of fellow Republicans? Yes, yes. It's uh, Ronald Reagan's uh, 11th commandment, yeah. I believe. Well, I say that's how we ended up with Mitch McConnell uh Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan because we didn't open our mouths up about well about what what they were so I wanted to put my two cents worth on Ron DeSantis if I could please go yes oh, okay Ron DeSantis is a fathead a for sale fathead he thinks he's the best he not only thinks he's the best thing since sliced bread he thinks he is sliced bread and he's selling himself off by the slice. Disney owns a slice. Elon Musk owns a slice. Uh, the big Jewish donors to the Republican Party own a big fat slice. And my God, he's, he's turning before our eyes into this uh, thing. And, yeah. and what, what's going to end up is he's going to crash and burn worse than one of Elon Musk's rockets. All right. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out when it comes to the uh, the polling. The unveiling yesterday, the big announcement on Twitter did not uh, work as well. These are technical things. They don't end campaigns generally. But uh, he's got a lot to prove and he's got a lot to overcome because um, when I heard him speak yesterday, he was giving kind of a laundry list of things he's going to change. Uh, and that's all nice and everything, but it's not the movement that is the Donald Trump movement, which is... Uh, patriotic, 
supporting the founders, the military, energy independence, and going after the deep state. And if Ron, Ron DeSantis can't uh, articulate that, he ain't going to have a chance. Seriously. Anyway, you can call if you'd like, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you and say, let's go, Brandon. It's The Rob Carson Show. It is The uh, Rob Carson Show. I want to get to this uh, this buffoonery about uh, 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 Florida suddenly being a racist state. It's just so... I honestly, this might have worked in 1963. Uh, you know, just the NAACP is just such a dated, just, I mean, wow. Wow. Just wow. I got a, a note from Carol. Uh, she said uh, here, uh, uh, as long as I live, uh, as you know, I live in the racist and terrorist state of Florida. I better tell my two best friends not to visit me as one is gay and the other is black. She also said some of us appreciate you interrupting and commenting on the sound bites you uh, you uh, so brilliantly provide. And I try to, you know, ease up back on that. I try to let them talk, but sometimes I need to step in when Corinne Jean-Pierre says something super stupid rather than waiting until the end, you know. So anyway. Uh, and also she says, I'm starting to hear from many people the regret they have for believing all the COVID hype. They regret getting vaccinated. Many tell me I was smart and lucky for not getting it. I'm with you. I was very uh, questioning everything because I was seeing what you were seeing. Uh, and then she also said my favorite song by Tina Turner is Private Dancer. So there you go. There you go. Hillary Clinton, uh, dear God, why is she not in jail? I mean, honestly, that they're still talking that, hey, she might get back in the race. She's a criminal. She tried to throw an election. She colluded with the FBI and a Russian agent to throw the election in 2016. She needs to go to jail. No more cutesy, oh, is she going to run? She can't run. She cannot run for president. It is absurd on the face of it. And I got to tell you, some people are going to have to be a little more pissed off about this and what's happened to us and what's happened to our candidates and what's happened to our movement and what's happened to our ability to express ourselves that's been crushed for years. We have been living in Dim Crow America. I call it Dim Crow. And what it is, it is a country where you cannot be conservative openly where you are shut down on college campuses, where you cannot participate in commerce, where you cannot, uh, for instance, uh, you can't get the same advertisers that other people do when you have a conservative media outlet. You're generally stuck with survival food products and gold investing and nothing against either one of those. But why doesn't uh, PG, P, uh, uh, why doesn't Procter & Gamble advertise on conservative media? I use Tide detergent. I use uh, snuggle fabric sheets. I know they just make me so, so nice and the blankets are so soft and the towels. Why the hell? I, I drive a Ford. I've got three Toyotas. Why doesn't Toyota? Why doesn't Ford? Why doesn't General Motors? Oh, because they got a lot of union members and they are all uh, give money to Democrats. Well, there, there's that. But I'm kind of tired of the uh, Dem Crow. I really, really am tired of the Dem Crow that we have gone through. It's ridiculous. It, it particularly since, I don't know, look at Target. Target. Uh, why didn't Target advertise on conservative radio? Well, now we know they, they're, they're run by radicals who think it's cool to put satanic imagery and uh, swimsuits that allow t 
toddlers to conceal their sexuality or their gen- What the hell is wrong with you, Target? Honestly, what is wrong with you? Back to Hillary Clinton, who should be in jail. Uh, she declared in her Twitter account that Florida is not safe for people of color nor LGBTQ people under uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. It's absurd. It is insulting. She should be able to be sued for doing this. How dare she say something as ludicrous as this? About 40% of uh, the population of Florida are people of color. Number one state for black businesses. Uh, and you're not fooling black people. See, Hillary Clinton years ago, I remember she said, he said, oh, yeah, de- the Republicans keep you on that plantation. The Democrat Party has run the plantation since they owned plantations. It's a thought plantation. And if you stray off, you're, a, you're an Uncle Tom. Joe Biden, one of the the biggest racists that have ever been in Washington, D.C., gets invited to Howard University. The students are sitting there. What the hell is he doing speaking to us? They're getting it. They get it. They're not going to be played anymore. They're done. What have people like Hillary Clinton done for the black population? What is Barack Obama? First black president. Oh, my God, the first black president. Spoiled child black president. Raised in Hawaii, Punahou School, went to uh, went to uh, uh, Ivy League schools with his wife. His wife never really had a job. She got named as a board of directors of a hospital, making three hundred thousand dollars a year right out of uh, college. Uh, Barack Obama had written a a, a a memoir before he was even in a, a U.S. senator. I think it was a state senator. Groomed by leftist radicals like Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn. He doesn't represent the black community. He doesn't give a rat's behind about the black community. What has he said about what's going on in Chicago, supposedly the place he calls his home, where they're building a billion-dollar library and displacing people in poor neighborhoods so Barack Obama can have his library? Has he said anything about the fact that 123 schools in the state of Illinois, mostly in Chicago, mostly black schools, don't have a single kid who can do math or reading at grade level. How about the 23 high schools in Baltimore who don't have a single kid, a single kid who is, who is uh, proficient in math and English, and they're all black? What about 13 times the national average murder rate? I've been saying this for 30 years of my career, fighting the battle for those kids. And people like Barack Obama have never given a rat's behind about them. You know why? I'll tell you again. Democrats use you for your vote. Then the day after the election, they leave some money on the dresser and walk out. They're doing that with women, too. They only care about women. About abortion. That's all that matters to... The only thing that women are there for, for abortion. That's why nobody's speaking out about the displacement of women in athletics. That's why no Democrats are shouting this down, this nonsense of women training their entire lives to compete and then getting displaced by a, a man who failed as a man in athletics and then transitioned to be a woman in a year and destroyed the dreams and the hopes of young women, athletes. It's sickening. There is a great awakening happening as far as the Democrat Party. It's right now really hitting people of color, and it's going to really hit women if it hasn't already. Hillary Clinton saying you shouldn't go down. Civil rights groups warn tourists about traveling to Florida. 
Yeah. Aggressive attempts to erase black history and to restrict diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in Florida schools. Florida is openly hostile toward African Americans, people of color, and LGBTQ plus individuals. Before traveling to Florida, please understand that the state of Florida devalues and marginalizes the contributions of and the challenges faced by African Americans and other communities of color. The advisory stated from the NAACP. What a joke. What an insult. Rob Schmidt last night, he, his, uh, his bedside manner is amazing. Uh, the way he, sp- he speaks and he relates is brilliant. His commentaries are brilliant, low-key, fantastic. This is Rob Schmidt uh, pointing out the absurdity of the left going after Florida because they said no to CRT in schools and no to sex and sexuality being taught to four-year-olds in elementary school. Rob Schmidt from Newsmax. The meanest place on earth. Following this montage. Under DeSantis, Florida's gone from don't say gay to don't say black. Right now, Florida is the MAGA Republican capital of the Confederacy. And so what we're saying in our advisory is... Yes, it's time for you to analyze your situation and determine. This is a guy who's like the chair of the NAACP. His name is Leon Russell. If it's time for you to visit Florida, if you're safe in Florida. Because what we understand is this is a political move that is fostered by the bullying, by the hate, by the white uh, supremacy that uh, Ron DeSantis is pushing. Can you imagine taking these people seriously? No. For anybody watching that's been to Florida in the last few years, is it anything like the picture that they paint? Imagine listening to these people and taking it seriously. Yeah, people don't get it. They don't, they don't, uh, they're not falling for it anymore. They're not falling for it anymore. They're not falling for it. Uh, white supremacy is not on the rise, never has been. It's, it's a false uh, it's a false flag movement created by the by the uh, Democrat Party to go after Trump supporters, uh, to use the DHS to rather than going after foreign threats, uh, to uh, turn that on the swamp and the Democrat Party's political enemies. It's very clear. It's very clear. Here is uh, Rob Schmidt with a little uh, comment about the guy you just heard from, Leon Russell who says you shouldn't go to Florida because, you know, you might get murdered if you're black or if you're gay because of Ron DeSantis. And by the way, guess where Leon Russell, the guy that was just talking, a guy who's clearly on the work-from-home program, guess where Leon chooses to live? Uh, Let me see, Delaware? Uh, California? Tampa. We're not dealing with serious people. We're dealing with <laughs> lunatics and their desperate propaganda. Uh, it, is, uh, it is remarkable, and it's, and it's crashing down on the Democrat Party. Uh, the uh, Georgia Representative Misha Maynard is defying her party. She was featured uh, last night on Newsmax, but she represents an ultra-Democrat Atlantic West Side, Atlanta West Side, and she is sick and tired of the Democrat Party promising they're going to do something, uh, promising they're going to you know help with school. The schools are the worst than they've ever been. Black kids are have no choice in life in, in Baltimore. Place like Baltimore, what do they do? They go down and they and they squeegee windshields, and if they don't do that, they they join gangs and 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 the girls drop out of high school and have a lot of kids. It, and it's sickening. It's sickening, and it's all sanctioned by the Democrat Party, and it's all in Democrat-run cities. This is Misha uh, Maynard talking about her party, and they're going after her for saying she's done with the nonsense. 
over party politics. I support school choice, parent rights, and opportunities for children to thrive, especially those that are marginalized and attend a failing school. Yeah. The Democrats at the Capitol took a hard position and demanded every Democrat vote against children and for the teachers union. I voted yes for parents and yes for children. Yeah, she's down with school choice. Because a lot of the times, if you uh, don't have the money to do a private school, you are literally sentencing your child to failure by sending them to a public school. We're 23 high schools in Baltimore. They don't have a single child who graduates who's proficient in math or English. Unbelievable. Here is Misha Taylor last night, or Maynard, I should say, last night talking to Rob Schmidt. Parents do not want their child trapped in a failing school. And they aren't frustrated with teachers. They're upset with the elected leaders that put the teachers' union and donors ahead of their constituents. 100%. I've never thought about a policy change. And, in fact, I'm not sure how school choice even became a partisan issue. We have children that can't read. Um, Because the teachers unions give money almost exclusively to Democrats. It's a giant, it's a giant pipeline for donation and tax money. That's all guys. They don't give a crap about your kids. That problem we have a workforce. We don't have a workforce. So I feel like, and I've said this um, in a recent article, I'm not the one that needs to change the democratic values regarding education needs to change. This is uh, Ice Cube, legendary uh, R&B, not R&B, hip-hop star, uh, Generation X member, thank you very much, talking about, and this guy's normally left to center, you know, he's an L.A. type, right? And I played this for you yesterday, talking about the Democrat Party. I mean, how long are you going to be in charge and things just keep getting worse? How long do you suppose people are going to keep voting for you if you do that? I don't know what's going on in the African-American community when it comes to that. You know what I mean? Like, black people have supported Democrats, you know, uh, overwhelmingly for Mm -hmm. 50, 60 years. And and nothing has changed. So something's got to change. One more thing I wanted to ask about was... Absolutely. Absolutely. And I say... You know, the United States of America, and, and this is uh, all of a sudden we're the most racist place and things have really descended all. It's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. The, the, greatest, the greatest people in history who just happened to be African-American come nearly, not, not exclusively, but greatly from the United States of America because of the opportunities afforded by the United States of America. People who have been inventive jurists, inventors, musicians, athletes, performers. I can go on and on. Tina Turner, dear God in heaven. Wow. And I think finally we're breaking through on this. I really, really do. We need to enjoy living in this country. We need to enjoy the freedoms. We need to enjoy one another and come together to defend the country. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Say it loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. This is the theme to Barry on HBO. Sounds a lot like Django. <laughs> Which, by the way, is uh, my favorite movie. Uh, well, tied with Goodfellas and Inglorious Bastards. Uh, let's go to, let's see, we got uh, Rich and Townsend. Hello there, Rich. You a Barry fan, are you? 
Oh, man, I love it. It's, it's, it's oh. hysterical. Uh, he's fantastic. It's oh. such a good, it's a, such a great dramedy. There's so many parts that are funny and dramatic, and it, it goes up and down. It's what about the bald Chechen? What about the bald Chechen mobster? My God, he's genius. Oh, he's hysterical. Uh, <laughs> he is. He, is he, he's a cross. But I, I don't. I mean, it's just yeah, the whole idea of of him of him being gay and Chechen and the way he pulls it off is just oh. fantastic. It is, it is, it is. What else is on your mind today? Well, speaking a little bit about TV, I started watching Waco, Waco The Aftermath. And when I first started watching it, I'm like, well, you know what? They seem to be really giving this a fair shake. I mean, obviously the Davidians, that that guy was a nut, you know, correct? Yeah, yeah. But in watching it, one of the defendants was black, and they, they, you know, they didn't, which was cool because they they showed that, because they always say the Davidians were white supremacist and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he wasn't. He was just, he, he wasn't Waco. He was Waco. Um, but it just it just kind of went the way it went, and it was all good. Like, I was like, wow, this is pretty good. They're giving it a fair shake. They talked about all the mistakes that the FBI made, and then they tied it into McVeigh, which is, which is a good tie-in. It made sense. And the whole thing went on, and it could have been prevented if the one FBI agent was taken seriously. Yeah. So it's based on a true story, which was fantastic. But yeah. at the very end, the scrolling at the very end said white supremacy is the worst thing in the world right now, and this is, this is all building up to this moment here now. And it's just such bullcrap. Yeah, it is. It's total I don't nonsense. Know anybody, I don't know anybody who's a white supremacist, and I yeah, know it, it, Baltimore it, pretty well. Yeah. I grew up in Dundalk and Ferris Point. Yeah. Who, when I was younger, there was a lot of racism there. Of course. But I do think us Gen X can solve that. Yes, exactly. You're, you're up with it. You're exactly right. I mean, we we uh, uh, Captain Kirk had kissed uh, O'Hara like a decade before most of us were even around. It was no big deal to us. We watched Sesame Street. We watched the Jeffersons. We watched All in the Family. We watched all that. We didn't even care. Yeah, Our we, heroes and, were black and white. And didn't listened, even matter. Didn't right, even we matter. listened to Lionel Richie and we listened to Kenny Rogers and we listened and, to Top Forty. It was all different artist colors. It didn't matter. I, dude, I'm going to tell you, when Michael Jackson hit with Thriller, I was a junior in high school, and we went nuts. And I went out and bought leather, faux leather, zippered pants to be like Michael Jackson. Does that sound and like a white Hale supremacist? And Hale playing the guitar and beat it. You know what I mean? Dude, like we, we are the generation that pulled everybody together, and ever since then, they've been tearing it apart. Let yep. me tell you something. I'm working on a house in Roland Park right now. Yes. So I'm working on this house, and it is, you know, it's, it's just crazy liberal. It's all the professors and... And all the mm-hmm. idiots from, from Loyola and, and yep. Hopkins and, you know, all, all the hoity-toities live in there. And I have a, I have a, 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 a lot of African-American in my crew, and I have a lot of Spanish people in my crew. Yep. Do yep. you know we get the, they get the cops called on them at least once a week? Because <laughs> they might be walking down the street, might be walking back to 7-Eleven or something, yeah. and the cops get called on them. You know, those, it's, it's not rednecks calling the cops. No. It's it's you know, it's liberals. It's, it's, it's white liberals. It's white liberals. Listen, I got to. That guy doesn't belong in my neighborhood. Rich, I got to run, but I appreciate it. Gen X will save the world. By the way, we're gonna we're gonna lead the way, not exclusively, but we're gonna lead the way. Uh, yeah, and that's the, yeah. Cul-de-sac Karens. Those are the racists. Rednecks aren't racist because we're poor too. Let's take a break. Well, not saying everybody. We'll we'll take a break and come back. Got to run. Have a glorious day, guys. See you tomorrow. And in the meantime, don't catch the stupid. Bye.